This is the Side Hustle Show with Nick Loper, Episode 5. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your 9 to 5 may make you a living, but your 5 to 9 makes you alive. And now, your host, Nick Loper. Hey everybody, uh, welcome to episode 5 of the Side Hustle Show, where we're going to find out how one Fiverr seller was able to buy a house uh, in cash in the U.S. in under a year from his Fiverr earnings. Um, it really is an incredible story uh, filled with tons of wisdom for anyone thinking of getting started on the platform. So a little bit of background on the site, if you're not familiar with it, Fiverr is F-I-V. ERR.com. It's an online marketplace of goods and services, and their gimmick is everything has a baseline price of just $5. Each job on Fiverr is called a gig, and out of every $5 gig, the company takes a dollar. So it really uh, only leaves the seller with $4, which makes the house buying story even more compelling. So I'm a big fan of the site and use it as a customer with uh, varying degrees of success for the past two years. Some of my greatest hits uh, on the site were the cover of the Virtual Assistant Assistant uh, ebook, uh, which you can find on Amazon if you search my name or Virtual Assistant Assistant, and um, and also the uh, you know the amazingly awesome and cheesy intro to this very podcast, and some of the crappier ones that I've had done because everything doesn't always go as well as those two did were some banner ads, some graphic design work, where it's, it's more subjective. And, and really some $5 uh, articles I had written that really didn't turn out uh, the way that I had hoped for. They kind of still gave me a structure that I was able to work with, but it wasn't amazing. Um, but at the end of the day, that's the beauty of it. It's $5, not a huge deal, and probably the cheapest outsourcing platform uh, you're going to find and, uh, and still be able to get some really quality work done. And if you stick around to the end of the show, I'm going to share my number one tip for Fiverr success as a buyer. But while I've been a Fiverr buyer for a long time, I've never been a Fiverr seller. And this interview really made me think about what I could sell on the platform and if it could be a viable side hustle. And before we get uh, into the interview, just a quick call for your iTunes reviews, if you haven't already left one. Those are really important to help the show gain some traction in Apple's eyes and could um, could help bump the Side Hustle show into the new and noteworthy section of iTunes, which is a goal of mine for the month. So thank you so much for your help with that. And if there's anything I can do to return the favor, uh, don't hesitate to let me know. Or let me know. Um, okay, so the man of the hour in this episode goes by the entity Identity Anarcho Fighter, A-N-A-R-C-H-O Fighter. And if you want to find his uh, profile on Fiverr, it's Fiverr.com slash AnarchoFighter. And of course, I'll link to that in the show notes at SideHustleNation.com slash Episode 5. The interview is about an hour long, just uh, for full disclosure. And uh, Mr. AnarchoFighter speaks very deliberately. So this is definitely one I recommend listening to in 1.5x or uh, double speed if you're not already. And... um, and that'll, that'll get you through it a little bit faster, and you can always rewind and take some notes in the spots um, that you need to. And with that, we'll uh, jump right in. All right, so today on the show is Anarcho Fighter from Fiverr.com, 
and uh, one of a handful of fiber supercellers, and really excited to have him on the show. Um, Anarco, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, Nick. Uh, I know that um, your listeners are excited, and we've got quite a full plate, so let's just drive right in. I know I'm really excited. So, so one of the things, aside from you know buying a house with Fiverr money, we'll definitely get to that down sure. the road. But like Fiverr has a reputation of being, at least in my mind, a site where people go to buy videos of people dancing around in chicken costumes and singing stupid songs and delivering you know, birthday messages written on whatever. And so it's like, it's really cool. You've, you found a way to turn it into a serious business, but I want to figure out like, how, how did you come about this? Like, how did you get started? How, like, what, what about Fiverr made it appealing to, to set up shop? Sure, of course. And Nick, I want to start by saying, I mean, I think the fact that people will dance around as a hot dog or <laughs> or or tell jokes that are appropriate for seven-year-olds is part of the strength of Fiverr. What, what attracted me to Fiverr is the distinction between a buyer and a browser. Most people think about the internet and their experience with it as a portal if you will, almost a tap that they can turn on from which information will just flow to them and frankly and typically for free. Now, you know, as a hacktivist, I certainly agree with the idea that information wants to be free. And what I like is that Fiverr has allowed us to settle for starting at $5. Uh, that's a whole lot closer than we get from the, you know, mega corporations or the content controllers that are operating on entirely different uh, ideas about where you service people and how you deliver information. So I, I don't want to disparage the folk who are willing to spin a sign or give a testimonial as the bag man or rant about um, a child, a love child that we had right. over, a, over a, a, a fling one night. I mean, I think that's very important. The other thing that it does, Nick, is it brings in people who – don't have to be a part of the community at what I would call high cost to acquire amounts of money. In other words, Nick, if, if the whole marketplace were only people who were serious business folk, that's a much smaller market. That's true. Which means it's much harder to move them gently. And what do I mean by move them gently? I mean for $5, give people a chance to taste – a life that's bigger than the one they're considering right now. Okay. So you could imagine that somebody who's maybe had an idea, a hope, an inspiration in the back of their mind for some time to begin to, if you will, Nick, start a sideline hustle that could begin to transform their personal finances. If they could get access to someone like yourself, to someone with a great deal of professional skills, and do so at a taste for $5, that could be the catalyzing moment that launches them in the right direction. And I'm here to say, if they first came because of a dancing wiener, I'm all for that. <laughs> well, absolutely. Well, that's exactly what this show is about, what the, what the whole site is about. Um, so when you talk about a little bit more about the difference between it being a, a community of buyers versus a community of browsers. 
Absolutely. So we understand what the browsers are looking for. It's, in fact, what browsers always try to do, right? The search engines try to give us the greatest content that's the most relevant to our searches. But those folk are looking, again, typically for free. Whereas buyer communities, and there are others besides Fiverr, the one that I like to think of is eBay. Nobody visits eBay expecting something for free. Right. You go to eBay to buy and bid on things that you want, sometimes things that are quite far out, uh, maybe not even terribly more shocking than uh, than than chicken dancing. Right. So so when there's a marketplace of buyers, a magic thing happens for folk who take the time to learn the skill of persuasion and creating an offer. When buyers meet an offer, e-commerce happens. And I like to say at one level, the, the fastest and surest way to change the world is to find a way to make a profit doing it. And that's what buyer markets um, do. And they solve the number one biggest problem, Nick, that beginners have. See, a lot of people think beginners have a problem with creating a product or that they have a problem with creating a website, these sort of technical things. And while that's somewhat true, the bigger problem they have is figuring out all of that but not getting traffic, not getting qualified buyers to see their offers. So what Fiverr does is really solves the biggest problems facing beginners. Fiverr provides the platform. They handle the e-commerce transaction. They set up the system so that your offer is being put in front of the eyeballs of relevant viewers who, by the way, already have a working PayPal account. And so they're doing the hard part, and all that the newbie is asked to do is to think of something that they're willing to start at $5 offering. So one of the things I do like to say, Nick, is imagine if you could be one of the first sellers on Amazon.com or on eBay, because right now there are only just under 2 million offers on Fiverr. Imagine if you could have been one of the first 2 million offers on eBay or Amazon where you would be today. So that's a good point. So even as Fiverr, so how old is the site? Is three or four years old? It's three years old. Okay, so it's it's still relatively... Um, relatively young. And so even though there are a ton of examples like yourself, people doing really well, it's still early in the grand scheme of things to to get in and there's still plenty of opportunity there. And not only that, but like every revolving parade, even people who are doing well on Fiverr, a good number of them won't be here a year from now for a whole host of reasons. Um, from life happening, maybe even death happening, to Fiverr becoming a launching pad for them to operate a very serious full-time business where it no longer makes sense for them to be offering their services for, for at first for $5 on Fiverr. So even the people who might at this present moment seem to be dominating the marketplace, they have the same objective, if you will, that a brand new person does. The surefire way to be successful on Fiverr is to simply be there a year from now. Okay. Yeah, that's a, a friend of mine brought up a point or during a during a keynote presentation, he said, 
you know, people really only use the internet for two things, you know, one to be entertained or two to mm-hmm. solve a problem. And, mm. and Fiverr is kind of at the center of both of those. You can, you can, like you said, get any number of entertaining and wacky things done, or you can solve legitimate business problems. Like I've bought, um, a ton of stuff, you know, for, for, you know, work related stuff. So it's really cool. I, I like that so much. I'm sure to steal it. Nick. <laughs> Very good. So the big, the big question is, so it's like, okay, for $5, like how, I guess that's, that's the question that gets me is like, what's really the, the income potential here? Cause it's like, if you're selling for five bucks a pop, I mean, are you just churning your wheels 24 hours a day trying to, to make a living? Sure. That's a great question. And I think that Fiverr has done a smart thing by amplifying their brand. If you go to the front page of Fiverr.com, you will not see the branding being that they're the largest marketplaces uh, marketplace for people who are willing to spin their wheels for $5. What you will see is it is described as the largest marketplace for services that start at $5. And and this this is a good point to bring up about everything that we're talking about Fiverr and we haven't gotten into some of the nitty-gritty specifics as I hope to in the in the near future okay. with our interview. But everything that I say about Fiverr has the chance of already being obsolete. Fiverr is constantly in flux. It responds very well to both its buyer community and its seller community. I can even say with absolute certainty there's some amazing things coming right around the corner because of the privileges that come with leveling up. And we're going to talk about that as well. But as by my own personal experience, I want you to know that not a week goes by that I don't have a $5 sale that turns into a $145 sale, even as much as uh, the way that I have my business set up, as much as a $495 sale wow. on Fiverr with them handling all of the the e-commerce part, the, the, the tech stuff that stops most people from starting. So I, I just want to emphasize that it is about starting at $5. Um, but that starting it, at is key and, and it, it is, not everything – on the site is $5. No, and and not everything that you would expect to ever want in the world is $5, right? I mean, you can get a hamburger for $5, but if you want a Kobe steak burger, it's going to be more. Right. So what's what are some of the strategies to kind of increase those prices? So do you do it as um, you know, add-ons to the $5 gig or is it something completely separate? The first thing I want to say is if you're going to operate within the terms of service of Fiverr and doing so is one of the surest ways to be able to be on that marketplace a year from now, right. you're going to want to make sure that everything that you offer a customer that you acquire from Fiverr is delivered on and offered on Fiverr. Now, Fiverr allows you a couple of ways to rem- to increase the average unit of sale from $5 to something a whole lot more. The first way that they allow it is through multiple gig orders. So as an example, Nick, you may have a provider who is willing to dance like a chicken. And the question is, how long are they willing to dance like a chicken, right? We can break up the dance into time. Gotcha. Um, And so every 30 seconds of dance could become 
a single $5 order. And visitors to Fiverr, and understand that we as sellers actually have a ambassador-like relationship with new buyers. Very often, we're going to be their first point of contact in terms of understanding how and what to do on Fiverr in order to have a great experience. So what some people do know, and, and now your listeners will, is that near the buy now for $5 button, which is very large, there's a second drop-down menu that will say order multiple gigs. Um, on anybody who is at least level one or higher, Nick. And um, that ability would allow your chicken dancer, who's sold to a few people over a month period of time, to sell a two-minute dance or four, four gig units. At level two, they can sell eight. And at the honorary level, which we'll talk about, they could sell 20 gigs or $100 right through gig multiples. That's the first strategy. Does that make sense so far, Nick? Yeah, so let's let's go back to that. So... Um, it sounds like there's certain levels like you're talking about where the the seller has to kind of prove themselves on the marketplace before they're before these new opportunities are opened up to them. You got that. The basic the it's sort of like everyone has to go through a professional hazing on Fiverr okay. as a seller. And that professional hazing is you, you have to figure out what you're willing to offer for five dollars. And I actually encourage new folk to offer something that they really aren't willing to offer for $5, but just do it for a limited amount of time. And here's why. Once your account is seasoned by be, by existing on Fiverr for 30 days, and the cool part, Nick, is that can count your time as a buyer. Oh, okay. Right? So so one so of the very though, first things... So even though I've never ahead. sold anything, I could my, my account is seasoned because it's been around for a couple of years. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. You, in, in fact, you, you know, if if today you put up a gig and ten of your listeners went and bought it, and you delivered on it, you would instantly be a level one seller. Oh wow. Okay. Now, someone who's never made an account, which is why I'm saying every one of your listeners right now should go to Fiverr.com and create an account, even if they don't yet know what they want to do as a seller. Certainly, there's lots of things to buy, but even if they don't know what to do as a seller, make that account now because you begin that seasoning period. Okay, good idea. Mm -hmm. And um, so after 10 sales have been made, someone becomes level one. So now you can begin to understand why the suggestion is to go ahead and be willing to do an extra amount of effort, work harder than you possibly should for $5. And the first thing I say to people is, you do that already for free. You work harder than you should for free on all kinds of things. So why wouldn't you be willing to work harder for somebody else for $5 and limit it to 10 times, Nick? Does that make sense? It's just a kind of a matter of building up your portfolio and right. just kind of um, putting, putting in the hours uh, at the beginning, okay? That's right. It's almost like an internship. You know, that's why I call it a professional hazing. Okay, as soon as that 10th order is complete, you become a level one seller and the world just instantly transforms before you. And the good news is you can turn that gig off. Turning that gig off wouldn't change your levels at all. But here's what you get once you're level one. And again, I want to emphasize, these are always subject to change. But the cool part is, Nick, I've never seen Fiverr make a change that hasn't been more generous to sellers. Okay. So, for example, it used to be that a level one seller could now have one gig extra 
at as much as $5. And I think maybe they had it as $10 more. So now I could have a single sale on Fiverr for 15 bucks. That's, that's how it was when I was first a level one seller. Okay. But now it's better. Now every level one seller gets up to two gig extras. And we're going to talk about exactly what that means in a second. And they can be up to $20 each. So what this means is if somebody bought both of your extras and the original $5 order, now you're at a $45 unit of sale that you've, you've, you've get, been given the tools, granted permission to acquire by simply making 10 successful sales at $5. Now are you seeing why it's so much more worth it? I can see how this can add up a little more quickly. Now, a question, quick question on the... Uh, cut that Fiverr takes. Are they still taking a yes. dollar out of each piece, or are they still, or are they taking twenty percent? They are taking well, twenty percent is a dollar out of each piece. So, so yes. Um, but on, on like the forty-five dollar order, unit, for example, on a forty-five dollar order, or or just for just for the math simplicity, let's make it a twenty-five dollar order. Okay, Fiverr would take five dollars. Okay, okay, okay. So they are taking 20%. And let's talk about that 20% for a moment because I actually neglected to even think about addressing this because I'm just so comfortable with it. But let me tell you why I'm comfortable with it, Nick. Nick, I come from a world where affiliate commissions, the amount of money that you would pay somebody for bringing you a customer is sometimes... 50, 60, 70% for a front-end offer could be as high as 90%. Right. Now, it wouldn't be 90% on a $500 offer, but on a front-end offer of $5, dollars $17, it might be even you know 100% of that initial sale. So for me, 20% and I don't have to worry about my merchant account being shut down. I don't have to worry about my merchant account charging me a transaction fee for every transaction plus a percentage. I don't have to worry about the servers and the high-end uh, Amazon S3 access for my videos. For them to handle all of that and bring me a customer – I'm more than happy to give them a 20% chunk. Right. Call it the uh, just customer acquisition cost. Absolutely. It's the, it's the cost to acquire the customer. It's the, it's the silent affiliate commission, however you want to view it. But get over that 20% really, really fast. The other part is, as with any marketplace that's efficient, all costs get cons- get, get put into the price, right? I mean, so, so – I'm certainly aware that if I sell a $100 gig, I'm going to make $80 out of it. Right. I'm conscious of that when I make an offer for $100. Okay. Um, so let's – So well, that's a really good point too because now Fiverr is – it's in their interest to encourage people to level up like you said because that means they have the chance to make more money too. That's right. That's right because at the end of the day, I mean people are only going to, to, to have that – Tell me, Nick, are you familiar with the idea of a porcupine in heat? Uh, no. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Let me share this with your listeners. <laughs> They'll enjoy it. it it's, it's certainly even appropriate for children who are listening, despite the sound of it. Uh, porcupines, like a lot of animals, have a period of time when they're able to reproduce. What's interesting about porcupines is it happens very rarely and for a very small window of time. The fact of the matter is, buyers are a lot like porcupines in heat. 
And this is the power of levels as well. Because when you get somebody to try you out for $5 or even maybe a small gig extra, maybe $15 or a $20 sale, they're very likely to buy more from you after you deliver. And this gets to one of the strategies for increasing your ticket or the value of your customer that isn't even inherent in Fiverr itself. A lot of the best Fiverr sellers, myself included, when we deliver a gig, we make note of other services, sometimes even services we don't offer, Nick, uh, sometimes services that our friends offer. But where we say, hey, while I was on your site doing such and such, I noticed this problem. Okay. I have a gig that can address it or my friend has a gig who can address it. You may really want to consider that. And this idea of making a back-end offer right at the moment of delivery is extremely important because your buyers are like porcupines in heat. And that's why your point is so solid. Fiverr's chance of getting... Um, a revenue from a person is the highest right after they've just bought. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, that makes sense. It's not necessarily seen as a hard sell or an upsell, but more of a, especially the way you pitch it, like, hey, I was on your site and I noticed X. That's right. And, 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 you know, a perfect example for this is if somebody wanted to sell mobile compliant websites, you know, sites that can be viewed on mobile devices in a, in a comfortable 
way, especially if it's an Apple device that maybe can't see Flash. Okay. It's really nice when you're already on a website to say, hey, I noticed you had Flash on your site. And that means that blah, blah, blah percent. I don't know what the facts are, Nick. It's easy to Google. That's, that's the browsing side of the free information on the Internet. Find out what percentage of people are using Apple devices and say, by the way, one out of five people visiting your site probably can't see it. Yeah. Okay. Um, my friend over here or this gig that I have over here will solve that problem for you. It's very compelling. It's not, you know, I have no problem with hard selling, by the way, Nick, especially (laughs) when that's what people need, right? I mean, to me, the view is if you want to come into my water store and you only want to buy three glasses of water a day, I don't actually want to sell it to you because I know for your best will for your best outcome you need those eight classes of water a day so i have no problem selling when selling is in the best interest of the other person but i do understand some people prefer to kind of come in under the radar and i'm always polite simply because it just makes sense to be but never be afraid to ask for the order nick okay no, that's great advice. Uh, so kind of to recap where we've been so far. So uh, level one is you've got 10 sales in the bank, and that uh, gives you access to the gig multiplier and a couple gig extras. And so what comes after, um, I, I'm assuming level two, but tell me, tell me about level two. Absolutely. No, you're right. It's level two. And let me make one more point again. Level one is those 10 hours or 10 orders on any account that's been around for 30 days or more. Okay, so there's a there's a fixed time limit. Now, you could make those 10 sales. You could make them one a month for a year, and you'd be level two, okay. right? Or level one. Okay. Level two is a little different. Level two requires 50 completed gig sales, and it requires them in a 60-day a, a period of time. Oh, okay. So at this at level two, you're getting pretty serious. Almost one a day. You're getting almost one a day, right? Um, it's also unclear, and I think this is an important distinction to make. There is reason to believe that it is completed jobs and not gig units. Now, what do I mean by a gig unit? Well, say somebody orders a gig from you and the ten dollar gig extra. In the business, we call that a three-gig unit order. Does that make sense? Because it's three times $5. Gotcha. It appears that the level two requirements only consider individual orders. So you need to get individual orders from 50 different people. And, And they actually don't have to be different people. They can be the same person. But 50 different individual orders for as little as $5 and for as much as, you know, your gig extras at that point, $45 will allow you. Okay. Now, once that happens, it gets very exciting because you go from having two gig extras to now having three. And the gig extra unit is now the $5, the $10, the $20, and a $40 gig extra. Now, I've often wondered why Fiverr doesn't allow you a $30 gig extra, <laughs> okay. um, but they don't. And I just want people to be aware that those are the units that, that someone has access to. But if you think about three gig extras at $40 by itself, that's $120. Add the original five back in, and now you're able to bring in a $125 order as a level two seller. Okay. Wow. 
And guess what? It's actually better than I've said because there's one more feature that kicks in at level one and it also gets bigger at level two. And it's what's called extra fast delivery or super fast delivery. May I talk about that really briefly? Yeah, go ahead. So when you make your gig, you're going to tell the world or you're going to make an offer to the world that I will go ahead and do this service or produce for you this service in a certain number of days. And the least you can choose is one day. And I think the most you can choose might be 29. Uh, I do believe that may be being reduced to 15. Okay. It has absolutely been reduced on the extras. When someone buys an extra, that can add extra time. And that's limited to a two-week time frame. Okay. Um, so let's imagine that somebody has forgotten their spouse's anniversary. <laughs> And it's tomorrow. And you've offered to compose an original love song. <laughs> okay. Right? Might make for a good anniversary gift, but it ordinarily takes five days to be delivered. You can offer to the forgetful among us a way to make up the time by paying for the privilege of being put to the front of the queue to, to expedite the job. Hey, we see this in everyday ordinary life, right? You know, if you want shipping in three days on ground, I'll even give it to you for free. Exactly. But if you want overnight shipping, there's a premium for that. Totally. So uh, would you consider it a best practice to perhaps put your original delivery time artificially slow to make the super fast delivery uh, option more attractive? There are two strategies you can take. One is what I call the um, taxi cab flag drop approach. And that's where you make the super fast delivery a very small expense. So you make it the $5 choice. Because okay. remember, once again, you're going to be able to pick $5, $10, $20, or as much as $40 if you're a level two seller. Okay. Um, if you're going to make it a $5 and your goal is just to bump up that average unit of sale, then I do think it can be a good strategy to um, – I don't really like the word artificially. I prefer <laughs> to say to give you more than adequate buffer. How's that? Okay, okay. So we're going to give you more than adequate delivery buffer. And for somebody who's willing to put just $5 more into that you know, drop that. They're bringing that extra guest in the cab, so there's that immediate, there's that immediate cost increase, um, and you're raising that average unit of sale. Then I think that's a very good strategy. The other strategy is you're really providing the kind of service maybe that requires that you interrupt your lifestyle. Maybe you need to set up a green screen to record a video, right? Okay. I wouldn't recommend having a low-priced, super-fast delivery or even an artificially far-out schedule, um, but rather really make that a premium service to deliver quickly because of the added impact it puts on your lifestyle. Okay. So those are the two approaches. It's sort of like, does it really affect me? If not, let me make it small and a way to really find my best customers – um, and or, or alternatively, make it bigger, but 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 be honest with people about the time it's going to ordinarily take you. Okay. 
does uh, does Fiverr allow for kind of an out of office message? Because if you've got a gig that says, "Hey, I'll deliver in three days," but you happen to be on vacation, like I, I've seen some you know feedback profiles where you know people are getting thumbs down because they were, yes. "Hey, they didn't deliver on time," and they're like, "Hey, you know, we were we were gone or whatever." And so, what what's the case there? Let me start with the dirty little secret about the automatic thumbs down. Um, didn't deliver in the time agreed. There's some language that yeah, 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 always the same, right? Um, the first dirty little secret is unless your gig is a super fast delivery, or a uh, there's another designation where if you've chosen a one day sale window, a 24 hour sale window, express delivery they call it. Uh, express delivery is very is actually rather risky. It can increase your sales, but I mean if you're one second past that 24 hours even because there's been a tornado, let's say that's gone right. through your neighborhood or a severe rainstorm, not o- not only can they immediately reject that order and you get that thumbs down, but even if they don't, you will lose that um, special designation. They'll take it away from you, and it's very very hard to earn back. Um, but the but the but outside of those two cases, if you're late on a gig delivery, you automatically get an extra 24 hours before the seller can do anything. Okay, so there's a little bit of a grace period. There is a grace period. Now let's address your your broader question of is there an out of the office option? There is not. However, at any point you can edit your gig and change it. So if you were going to be gone for a week's vacation. And if you ordinarily need five days to deliver a gig, you could just arbitrarily set all your gigs to 14 days delivery okay. and leave on your vacation and hopefully come back to lots of orders. Gotcha. Okay. And then once you're back, reset it down to five days. Okay. Alternatively, you can um, – because you, you talk about a message. Here's the problem with messages, Nick. Almost no one – reads everything and almost everyone misunderstands some part of what they read okay (laughs) so you're putting a message is certainly a nice way in a cya fashion i mean it's it's a good practice but don't expect that it will work (laughs) (laughs) okay um don't expect that people will read it or will understand it gotcha your buyers may not be so uh so forgiving that's right. And not only that, one of the things I like to talk about Fiverr, Fiverr is an international marketplace. And because it's an international marketplace, you have individuals for whom the gig you've written is not in their primary reading language. It's not in their primary – it's not in their first language. And so the more nuanced, the more academic, the more highbrow our language and our offer, again, the more likely that this is going to lead to conflict um, later on or, or further down the road. And for some people, that becomes the basis on which to have sort of discriminatory negative feelings about our global neighbors. For me, it's a big part of what excites me about Fiverr. Um, 
you know, at the risk of, of sounding like a hippie rather than an anarchist, <laughs> I really think that fiber could be a critical part to bringing around less war and world peace. And for the very obvious reason that the people are not going to support their nation bombing their customer. Okay. <laughs> they are not going to support the nation bombing their supplier. They are not going to support the nation bombing their outsourced solution to a key problem that affects their pocketbook, Nick. Hey, preach on. It's like the um, – what, what's the theory of the you – know, no two countries with a McDonald's have ever uh, gone to war against each other or something? That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, so so before, before we get to your um, – super what's what's the status called top rated seller yeah top rated seller. Um, we were we were kind of on the subject of feedback uh, so yes. let's kind of dig a little bit deeper into that there's no star rating system everything is just thumbs up thumbs down and it's it's simple but i feel like there's maybe more to it than that well there's a whole lot more to it <laughs> than that um and and in a couple ways let, let me for a moment speak to the buyers out there Negative feedback is really a last resort and, and needs to be treated that way. Um, first off, your 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 to me key line of defense with a Fiverr order that you're unsatisfied with is the refund. Um, you should really always be more than happy to be made whole and get on your way, right? Um, negative feedback should really be reserved for occurrences where you feel it is a ethical obligation <laughs> to prevent other sellers from from being overtly abused, uh, overtly misled. You know, something where there's a real egregious situation and the buyer is not willing to make it right in some way or another, including perhaps just offering you a refund. The fact of the matter is no offer is perfect for everyone. We talked about the difference between the hamburger and the Kobe steak burger. Mm-hmm. Well, neither of those work for me. I'm a vegetarian, right? Okay. I, want the, I want the soy burger. I want the veggie burger. So, so not, it, no offer works for everyone. We have to accept that. Thumbs down is not the way to communicate this wasn't for me. Okay. Okay. So how so do you go about? S- yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, having spoken to you know made my my appeal to the buyers out there. <laughs> most of your listeners here are building their own hustles, so some of them may be buying to support that activity, but they also may be listening today in order to get started with Fiverr. Exactly. So now let's armor the sellers with feedback strategies. Okay. Number one. Your first line of defense against bad feedback is to have lots of good feedback. The number one way to get feedback on a gig, because most people, once they've got their thing, they're going to you know, consume it. And they're consuming it off of Fiverr typically, which means they aren't there at the moment that they're most excited about your product to leave feedback. Does that make sense so far? There's a disconnect right. that you have to bridge as the – as the seller. Okay. And the number one way to bridge it is to simply ask. It's exceedingly important. If you look at amongst all of my peers, and I'm peers with all of the five or super sellers and top rated sellers that are in a, in a community together. And 
the number one distinction between those of us who have thousands of positive feedbacks and those of us who have hundreds are that some of us are simply willing to ask. And when we ask, we ask the right way. So may I talk a little bit about that? Definitely. Go right ahead. Into the nitty-gritty. This isn't too advanced, is it? No, this is good. Awesome. So when I deliver a gig, I always make the point to say in the message, because you're allowed to send a message with the delivery. I always say, uh, you know, I, I hope that you're exceedingly pleased with the outcome for you. If you have any questions, and I always like to use the word questions rather than problems, but if you have any questions or thoughts about this, please reach out to me directly through the message, and I actually give them the link. Here's the link to send me a message. Okay. Um, on Fiverr, of course, because off Fiverr is a violation of the terms of service. But I, I say go ahead and send me a message. Otherwise, um, if you would please take a moment to look at your product while, while you're logged into Fiverr in order to leave positive feedback. Obviously, I don't do this for $5, <laughs> right, I always say that. Obviously, I don't do this for the five dollars. Okay, I do it because I feel like it is my contribution to the world. And if you could help recognize that with some positive feedback, that means more to me than the sale. Okay, love it. That's great. <laughs> right, so I make it really, really clear. Now, obviously, if somebody ordered a hundred and ninety-five dollar product, I'm not using the line about. Yeah, leave, I don't leave that part out. <laughs> You know, in fact, I slightly change it. I say, you know, obviously, because the real core of my business depends upon good buyers like you. If you could leave some positive feedback and even mention that you ordered the high end gig extras and how it made a difference for you, I would really appreciate that. Okay, very cool. Do you see how we're massaging it? And do you notice, Nick? Here's the here's the psychological subtlety. Do you notice that I'm telling them what to say in the feedback? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate your positive feedback, you know, and that's when, when there's only two choices or three, I guess you could leave nothing, but you can leave nothing. Uh, and that's, and frankly, that's what most people do. Yeah. But I, you know, so I've been in the position where it's like, I was doing some graphic design work, which is very subjective and it's, it's five bucks. So it, like, if it comes back and it sucks, it's just like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to have your, your, your seller do more work because it's like you know it was five dollars they already put some time into it like i don't know i think people maybe have you, you got to get the expectations right for, for what you're going to get so i've had some well and, amazing and even the point you just made is such a perfect line i mean if you're selling graphic arts you know i'd use that line of course graphics is a very you know art and graphics is a very subjective experience i hope you're having a phenomenal one okay uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know but you know, and, 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 right? You know, all the, all the set those expectations, no doubt. But let me tell you something else. No seller is going to ever get through Fiverr unscathed, even if it's because of what we like to call the new Fiverr phenomenon. And that's when somebody just joined Fiverr two minutes ago. <laughs> You're the first gig they bought. They can't figure out how to use the interface. And they give you the, a, a thumbs down and say something like, not what I expected. Oh, you know, the Fiverr virgins are ruining it for everybody. <laughs> uh, I happen to actually like being ambassadors to the newest <laughs> users, but, 
But but you you know the point is I'm saying no Fiverr person is ever going to come unscathed. Not all the not all the bad reviews are from new people, by the way. But but that's in invariably going to happen. One of the elements that I've been able to bring to the community of sellers that that they have really appreciated is what I call the feedback winback system. So I have a document, and I sent it to you, Nick. I don't know if you 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 did look at it or not. Yeah, but go ahead and tell us. I, I want to talk about it, right? So I send a document when somebody expresses um, any kind of of um, unsatisfaction, because I want. I mean, I you know I don't I don't need the money on Fiverr. I'm a semi-retired marketing guy with. You know, all kinds of web properties. I, I'm not here primarily for the money. I'm here primarily to test the marketplace for people like your listeners. That's why I got involved. Okay. I saw this was the perfect marketplace. I wanted to see if what I knew to what I believed to be true about it was true. And sure enough, it was. And it's another one of the reasons why I was able to keep all my cash in Fiverr for a year until the point where I had enough to buy a house for cash. I mean, that, that's part of why. I mean, I just really want to acknowledge that I have a certain economic privilege that that's allowed such, me to play in this marketplace. <laughs> such, What's an, that, such an incredible story. Like, you know, you just never, you know, never could imagine that somebody would have that kind of success on a, on the $5 marketplace. Oh, well, thank you. You know, when Fiverr was two years old, there were already six individuals who had made oh, who, had, who had made six figures on Fiverr okay. by the time Fiverr was two years old. One of them, the fastest earning person, had only been on Fiverr for six months wow. and had brought in a half a million dollars in revenue. Wow. Jeez. So, so the potential <laughs> on Fiverr is there. I mean, don't doubt that one little bit. That's awesome. No, it's exciting. Yeah, it, it is. It's good stuff. Um, in the in the spirit of clear disclosure, I am not that that seller. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, I know that seller, so so it's it's a very it's still a very. It sounds like it's a tight knit community of the uh, of the power sellers here. You know, it's like you guys have like uh, secret handshake and club meetings and stuff. Essentially, so and a lot of it is a lot of it is we're otherwise alienated entrepreneurs. And this is part of what I like about what you're doing, Nick, with the community and the podcast and the, and the blog that you're doing is that as homepreneurs and isolated entrepreneurs, we often can really feel the weight of the world on us and as if we're all alone. And when you get that piece of negative feedback on Fiverr, somebody who said something that just doesn't make any sense, you, you warned them about it in the first place, you thought they ordered the wrong gig, you acted as an honest broker, and then they you know, turn around and give you the thumbs down, which I actually call the middle finger up. <laughs> It can really hurt, and that, that's one of the reasons why we have this tight-knit community because we've all been through it. And, it, and, it and, and the first time, it feels like such a personal rejection. Yeah, no, that's, that's true, and, and it's true for people you know, from all walks of life working from home. It can be very isolating and very, very lonely at times. The, uh, I don't even know. I don't have a name for it, but whatever, the entrepreneurial loneliness <laughs> – well, well, it is it is a form of entrepreneurial existential angst, right? I mean, we just don't we 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 live and die by the decisions of other people. Yeah, and it's pretty huge. So, when I get uh, 
either uh, and I always prefer the people who give me a comment before they give me the negative feedback but I always tell them you know as with all of my basic gigs this gig is 100% guaranteed I do that because I know um, you know no offer is one size fits all I actually have the hamburger analogy I put right in the message and I say here's my process or my policy for issuing a refund um, and my policy asks them to leave me positive feedback to the fact that I delivered the work, delivered it on time, and for whatever their reason or for no reason at all, I was happy to deliver a refund to them. So go ahead and other, – other buyers can go ahead and order from me with confidence because they know I'm going to stand by my guarantee. Right. Essentially, hey, money back guarantee. They can't, there's no risk. So That's right. That's great. One of the toughest parts about starting and growing your business is figuring out how to build relationships. As you know, people are more likely to buy from and do business with people they know, like, and trust. But when it comes to networking, where do you start? And what if you're more introverted like me? What if you're more wallflower than social butterfly? Well, there's a recent episode of a great podcast called This is Small Business that walks you through how to figure this stuff out. The episode is called How Networking Can Help You Build and Grow Your Business and Inside You'll learn practical tips on how to build business relationships that don't feel so transactional. A couple parts I liked in particular were how to break into those uh, tight little circles at networking events where you're kind of standing around awkwardly on the outside, and then what you should say in a follow-up email to somebody that you meet there. This is Small Business answers a ton of these questions that all entrepreneurs have, like how to use social media to grow your business, how to find your ideal price point, how to know when you're ready to launch your product, and tons more. So give it a follow. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, wherever you listen to podcasts. This edition of the Side Hustle Show is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. That means whether you're just starting out or your side hustle is already growing like crazy, Squarespace takes all things website-related and makes them easy. I want to highlight a few Squarespace features for you. One I knew about and a couple I didn't. First off, where Squarespace really shines is this huge library of professional website templates. That means you're not starting from scratch because they've got designs for every category and use case that you can customize to fit your unique needs so your business stands out online. That was the thing I knew about. Second one was new to me, and that's their online store functionality. Whether you're selling physical or digital products or a service, Squarespace has got the tools you need to start selling online. And third is their email campaigns. They make it easy to collect email subscribers from your site and drive engagement and sales through Squarespace email campaigns, and you can track the results of every send with built-in analytics. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash side hustle to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash side hustle. And, and, but the point being is it also becomes social proof, right? I mean, it's one thing if I say I guarantee it, it's quite another if there's in a row of 30 other pieces of feedback one or two people who've said, hey, you know, this just wasn't for me, or I changed my mind, and the anarcho fighter uh, didn't mind at all, gave me a prompt refund. He's a good guy. Yeah. Um, and, and here's the other point. Because positive feedback is our number one defense against negative feedback, when you convert a negative feedback situation to a positive, or even you get some extra positive feedbacks from somebody who 
would have been disinclined to leave any feedback, you've really done a good thing for yourself with regards to protecting your business assets. Right. In this case, your reputation, Nick. Yeah, definitely. Um, so kind of getting that initial feedback on those first 10 gigs is absolutely key for the first, um, you know, for the people starting out as new sellers um, and using a similar feedback script uh, to yours, I think, is a great way to uh, to accomplish that. In fact, it's so key, Nick. Can, can we get a little black hat with your listener? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> All right. So this works for anybody as long as you're a socially positive person enough to have 10 friends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So that's the qualifier. If you don't have 10 friends, this might not you work. may <laughs> even want to work on that before you work on your business. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So if you've got 10 friends, ask them to sign up on Fiverr, ask them to go ahead and order your gig, ask, go ahead and give them the feedback to, to give and tell them that in two weeks time you'll give them their money back okay okay why two weeks time because fiverr takes two weeks to clear your cash before you can take it out mm, okay right gotcha. so now w- there's something else here they bought your gig for five dollars fiverr took one they're giving you four right mm-hmm so, depending on how good a friend you are, you could say I can give you $4 back or if you're if you're a really good friend, you just take the $1 out of your pocket to recover the cost for them. Right. And in exchange for this, you're positioned to be able to offer a gig extra. And and I still want to talk about that, you know, what like a good gig extra construct looks like. Mm-hmm. A gig extra that itself is $20. So you can see this really is a small investment in your business. Definitely. Uh, it used to be better, Nick, because it used to not actually have a 30-day requirement. Oh. <laughs> it used to be 10 orders um, whenever you got them, it happened. So you really could buy your position. I think Fiverr noticed people buying their position and put the 30 days on it. But for someone like you and probably many of your listeners who have been buyers on Fiverr for some time Mm -hmm. or even new listeners who have just simply taken my advice to start their account today, the first day they listened, maybe they think about their gig structure or their ideas and they put that in there 20 days, 30 days down the road. They still have the ability to effectively buy that first position, that level one position. Now, there doesn't appear to be any term of service violation for doing that, but this is clearly a gray hat strategy. I think we could all agree on that. Yeah, I wouldn't go so far as calling it black hat. I mean, it's the same as asking your you know, friends to share whatever on Facebook and that's right. anything else. So that's I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. Um it's, uh, you know, and, and, and the fact of the matter now is with the 30 days, if somebody is clear on what they have to offer, you know, the 30 days is enough time to test your offer. If you're not making 10 sales in 30 days, you're going to have a hard time getting to level two, right? So, you know, you need to be testing and tweaking your offer. That's the second thing I want to say that's the real value of the Fiverr marketplace. And it's even one of the reasons I was saying to you that some of the top sellers, they come on Fiverr to perfect their offer. And then they go take it somewhere else. Okay. 
right? So Fiverr is a fantastic marketplace. Why? Because it's drenched in buyers. I cannot emphasize that enough. It's the hardest thing to get in, in an online business is qualified buyers. And they're there. They're just hanging out. So how about we talk about extras as we, we start wrapping it together? Yeah, go ahead. So we talked about gig multiples. Gig multiples were the I'm going to do the chicken dance for 30 seconds for each gig. There's also these gig extras. And now – and remember, you can have multiples of them. So you want to be thinking about – other ways to enhance an offer. Now, what's the experience we've all had of this? Most likely, um, especially if we're you know in a in a in a first world nation, we've gone into a fast food store. We've asked for whatever item we wanted, and we were asked immediately if we'd like fries with that. Fries with that is what in the marketplace we would typically call an upsell what in fiverr they call a gig extra okay so it's what's the extra thing that i could sell that is the obvious and logical next step of somebody who's raised their hand for five dollars to whatever my my initial trial offer was at five bucks so i'll give you an example from my own uh business Okay. On Fiverr. So if somebody went to fiverr.com forward slash anarcho fighter and looked at my gigs, they would see that one of the things that I can do for them is to give them an email autoresponder template strategy. So this is a, a strategy where it shows exactly the thinking that should go into crafting your own email autoresponder. And it makes sense to do so because the fortune is in the follow-up, Nick. Right. It's even in the follow-up on Fiverr, right? Uh, but if you've got somebody's email address and can send them a follow-up message, it makes sense to do that. And there's a right way to do it. And there are, I won't say wrong ways, but there are more efficient and less efficient ways to do it. And this is the template that I use on every autoresponder I've ever made for any of my profitable websites. And so I offer that template. But that's how to do it, right? That's not done for you. Okay. So what I do as a gig extra is I say essentially after seeing the wisdom of this or if you simply don't want to invest the time or if you'd prefer to have a highly skilled individual just do this for you. For um, five dollars more, I'll write a single message. Uh, or for you know, and then for for uh, forty dollars more, I'll write you a seven message sequence. Mm-hmm. So that's a perfect example of a gig extra and the way you would think about gig extras. The current, the brand new, the most recent at the time of our speaking, Fiverr Superseller. He's an individual, and it speaks back to even the issue of, is this all about $5? His average order, and and in this case, and I've talked to him about what this means. I mean, he rarely ever has just a $5 order. If you add up all of his orders together in a day, if he had 10 orders, he will have made about $300. He makes about $30 an order. Okay, I was going to ask kind of what an average order might look like for you or for someone else at your level? Yeah. Um, I mean, an, if I actually did the arithmetic average of my order, my orders are, are, are surprisingly not that great. They're about $21 an order. Okay. But what's interesting that's better than five that, bucks. I mean, that's, that's well, it still. is, but what's, what's really interesting is if I gave you the average order of my top 5% of customers, 
then that number would jump to about $200 an order. Okay. So I'm much more of a see, – see, in fact, the person who did a half a million on Fiverr in six months, he was a big high-volume guy. He was all about the – you know, multiple people buying multiple $5 orders. He had 5,000, 6,000 orders coming in on a fairly regular basis. Wow. He had something like 10,000 feedback by the time he was over, you know, his, his six months were over. Okay. And, uh, and it was primarily an SEO offer, by the way. Hey, Nick. So I was going to um, ask, um, you know, the gigs that you've got are somewhat um, not necessarily automated, but the one – so the $5 gig is relatively simple. And then the labor-intensive stuff is in the extras. Oh, did you notice that? Did you – because it's like, well, you can't be doing the stuff that takes you a ton of time for $5. But See, that's, that's exactly it. And that was the connection I was going to make. So for me, I wouldn't actually care if my average order were $5 because my average time invested in it would be two seconds to deliver it. Right. Um, when I cultivate a customer, then I'm going to spend time on them, understanding them, supplying them. And at that point, that unit of sale is going to jump up and sometimes dramatically. Okay. Gotcha. So that's kind of a, a really important note to make on uh, gig creation for people getting started out is to not dig yourself into a hole where you're you know, spending two hours delivering that $5 gig to try and structure it so you it can be something something that delivered electronic well everything's delivered electronically but sure sure I, you know trying to find the words to say but like something that's not late, dependent on straight time input i prefer the time custom versus evergreen okay so for most but but i do want to at the risk of being contrary nick i want to remind you that sometimes you work it's more like the rumba, you know, we're go- or, or uh, the cha-cha. You know, we're going to take two, two steps forward, two steps back. Okay. So when you're just starting on Fiverr, you may do the labor-intensive stuff okay, for right, those right. first gotcha. 10, maybe even 50 orders, maybe even 50, right, to level up. Because until then, you don't have the ability to do back-end sales anyway. <laughs> so get, get positioned first, even overworking yourself for that first 10 or 50 orders. Now, what's cool is now you know um, – an offer that will convert. So then I ask myself the question, what could come right in front of this offer, especially to somebody who doesn't yet know that they need it? And that's how you'll notice a lot of my gigs are, are created. So uh, taking, going back to the autoresponder, the, the majority, even though I give them that template, I give them a whole lot more than they paid for. And that makes people happy. They feel like, and I, and they're right. They feel like they've been over delivered to. But between you and I, Nick, and all of your listeners, as the case may be, right? That extra stuff I gave them is very carefully crafted material designed to persuade them as to the urgent need for doing this, doing it right, and doing it now. In other words. It's actually very crafty, very stealthy upsale language to get them to buy from me again at the higher levels. Okay. So, in a sense, 
at the risk of being cynical, I'm selling a sales letter for $5, a sales letter with lots of value to it. <laughs> but it is a sales letter for $5, and that's a pretty good job if you can get it. Right. No, that's not bad. <laughs> Very now, cool. Um, I, I do want to emphasize there's nothing new here. Um, um, U.S. News and World Reports comes out with special magazines. They even uh, have a higher price than their usual magazine. The one that I always think of and remember is they had the um, they had the episode when Dan Brown's The Da Vinci Code came out. Now, this magazine was $7.95 on the stand. They sold a bunch of them. And it was a 96-page sales letter to buy the video on The Da Vinci Code code secrets oh wow so so this exists i mean this is a model information is the best way to sell more information or services okay and that's really what we're doing that's what i'm doing on fiber it's not the only way to do it but it's how i do it no that makes sense that makes sense so very cool any other tips for people just getting started with their account i guess we're we're kind of running uh up against your next meeting here but i wanted to get uh a little bit more <laughs> We didn't touch on everything we had in the notes. Well, I wanted to talk about the um, top-rated seller designation and how that's sure. uh, kind of uh, behind the scenes or somewhat, you said, honorary. Uh, by It's an honorary designation, and by that I mean you can earn level one. You can earn level two. I don't mean to suggest that top-rated sellers haven't earned it. But there's no written policy. There's no guarantee. Somebody could have the exact same sales as I do, and they may not be a top-rated seller. Okay, uh, Top-rated selling is very exciting if you can get it. Here's why. You now will have four gig extras, and they can be up to $100 each, Nick. Oh, wow. Okay. Same with your super fast delivery. Your super fast delivery can now be a hundred dollar extra. Wow! <laughs> so, so that's, it, that's it, some it is steep like, uh, expedited shipping. That, well, it is, and you know, obviously, it would need, it needs to be appropriate for reasons that that it could be. Yeah. Um, so, the case being, oh, and of course, you get a nice shiny gold medal ribbon on your on your profile so it's which is it's, it's just more social proof and it's you know as a buyer it says you know i'm i'm gonna get good value from this guy because he's always he's been around he's a top rated seller um it's it's probably the best sales tool above and beyond you know the videos and the copy and and all the feedback like that's kind of like you said a badge of of honor that really i, I imagine helps close a ton of sales it does, and it made me crazy for the longest time because there were no set rules. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm the kind of I'm kind of a life hack ruler at the core, you know, and so so I like to know the rules and then think what's the fastest and easiest way to achieve it. Yeah, uh, it made me crazy for the longest time. I I I have to say and tell on myself here that I requested review for top rater seller status six times. Uh, before I think I kind of started to figure out what to do. And if you don't mind, I'd like to tell your listeners what I finally did, because maybe they could use the same approach. Yeah, go to, ahead. To, yeah, good, good, good. It, it, it dawned on me, since there aren't rules for how to become a top-rated seller, there weren't, there weren't these, these numerical hurdles to jump. Right. That certainly you still needed the numbers, that that wasn't the place to focus. And what I focused on was 
the intangibles. And so what I did is after having sold over uh, a thousand gigs, and those are gigs, not not gig units. In fact, um, I did I checked the video again, and at the time that I ended up getting the award, I had had twenty uh, twenty one hundred sales to individuals on Fiverr. Okay. Um, but what I did is I sent them a video, a screen capture video that I spoke over showing them how I take my business at Fiverr very seriously. I showed them my Fiverr accounting um, spreadsheet that I had built out, and I showed them my contacts, my follow-up contacts with customers. I showed them what I called my Windows of Opportunity spreadsheet. And this is where I put all of my gigs on the top columns by name and all of my customers that I've ever had by their Fiverr name on the the you know, down along column A. Okay. And essentially, I put an X everywhere a customer has bought something from me at least once. And if they haven't bought something from me, I do that strategy where I look to see if maybe they need it. Okay, I gotcha. And I walked them through all of the, frankly, hustle that I put into growing the Fiverr business as fast and furiously as I did. And uh, that is why they ended up making me a top-rated seller, because I made that personal appeal with a video and spoke to something that probably made them feel really good about their business, that somebody else was taking them as seriously as they probably do when they're looking at taking their children to school or going to bed at night thinking about the future. And that was key. And as it may well be no surprise that when I sent them the testimonial of my buying a house for cash, that's when they made me a Fiverr super seller. Yeah, they're like, well, we're paying attention now. (laughs) This is great PR. (laughs) That's right. From the PR pro yourself. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate it. No, that's that's such a great, um, inspiring story. And that's probably a good way to to wrap it up with with the purchase of the house. Uh, for cash, even that's just incredible. Um, and it was in under a year. You said it, it was just shy of a year. In fact, uh, my my year my year on Fiverr began the 29th of uh, March, um, and uh, and I closed on the house in February. Wow, that's fantastic! Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye for now, Nick, and thanks to all the listeners. Get out there and hustle. Hey, thanks so much for uh, coming on the show. All right, tons of great stuff in there from the one and only Anarcho Fighter. Create a Fiverr account today. Think of what you can sell for $5. Level up, create your gig extras, and start making some money. So thank you for sticking around until the end of the episode. And so as promised, I wanted to share my number one tip for success as a Fiverr buyer. Uh, So what you want to do is use the search function for whatever you're looking for. In this example, I'm looking for video testimonial. So when you search, you'll notice that the gigs are sorted by what Fiverr calls auto. And that's not what you want to sort by. You want to sort by rating, which is the next button over. That's going to put the top rated sellers at the top of the list and give you a much better selection to choose from. You can compare among these uh, sellers that have the best performance history on the platform. These guys are the ones that have delivered, like a narco fighter, hundreds of quality gigs and have put in a ton of hard work to build up their reputation and their feedback ratings. And their, their safety in numbers 
And I've had great results going with these proven leaders in the marketplace instead of taking a chance on somebody new. Um, the other thing I also like to use is the little heart symbol uh, on Fiverr that allows you to collect gigs. Um, basically, it's a bookmarking system where you can keep track of your favorite sellers and kind of compare and contrast their offerings and uh, see which one is going to be best for you. So that's uh, that's it for today. Until next time, uh, go out there and make something happen and, uh, and leave me an iTunes review. And with that, I will see you in episode six. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com. The fact of the matter is, buyers are a lot like porcupines in heat. Is there a more dreaded question than what's for dinner? Meal planning and eating well to hit your nutrition goals doesn't have to be complicated. Our sponsor, Factor, makes it easy by sending delicious, ready-to-eat, chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals right to your door. Every week, you've got over 35 different menu options to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan and veggie options, and more. Some personal favorites of ours so far have been the garlic mushroom chicken thighs and the Indian butter tofu. These are restaurant-quality meals ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. It's the perfect easy button solution for busy side hustlers and couples. And it's not just dinner either. Factor has nutrient-packed snacks, smoothies, breakfasts, and more. And hey, plans change, which is why you can scale up or down your meals or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Head to factormeals.com slash sidehustle50 and use code sidehustle50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while your subscription is active. That's code sidehustle50 at factormeals.com slash sidehustle50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while subscription is active. Big thanks to Factor for sponsoring the show.